If you recall, uh, last week in the gospel, we heard the very first thing from the lips of Christ in his public ministry, and it was a call to repent. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Today's gospel comes immediately after what we heard last week, and it helps us understand why repentance is so important. Repentance is not the whole story. Repentance is not an end in itself. The Christian life isn't just a life of mortification, penance. Repentance, though, it clears away from our minds and from our hearts what's taking up space there. Not so that we'll be left empty, but so that our minds and our hearts can then be filled with something so much better. And this is what we see Jesus offer in today's gospel, in two ways in particular. First, he offers something for the mind. He offers truth. We heard that the people in the synagogue were astonished when they heard Jesus speak. Why? Because he taught as one having authority. Something stirred in them when they heard Christ speak. He spoke like no one else had ever spoken before. There was this sense that his words were true, firm, solid. Something upon which they could stake their lives. They came to understand that there is truth and falsehood. There's right and wrong. And Jesus came To give us truth. So when we repent of those lies that we have let form our minds, those untruths, those falsehoods, it clears out space in our mind then to be filled with what is true, the truth that Christ offers. And there's no greater truth because there's no greater authority than him. God himself in the flesh, the one who created everything that is, who knows us through and through. This is why later in the gospel, Jesus will call himself truth with a capital T. I am the truth. But then there's even more that Jesus offers in today's gospel. Right along with truth for the mind, he offers something for the heart. He offers life. We have this possessed man who had opened himself to an unclean spirit, and in many ways, because of that, had lost his life. He was possessed. He had no freedom. How powerful is Jesus? All he has to do is speak, quiet, come out of him. And the demons are helpless to resist. He gave this man his life back. Along with truth, Jesus gives life. And he doesn't just give any kind of life. He doesn't just give ordinary, natural life. He gives supernatural life, which we call grace. The best kind of life there is. Truth for the mind and life for the heart. This is what Jesus wants to give us. And this is why we repent We repent of the lies so our minds can be filled with truth. We repent of our sins so that our hearts 
can be filled with supernatural life. How does this all happen in Wentzville in 2024? We're not in the synagogue in Capernaum 2,000 years ago. Jesus had a plan, a plan that is still unfolding in the world today. Because he continues to give truth and grace through the church which he founded. The church is so united to Jesus, so one with him, that he calls her his bride. And even more, he calls the church his own body. He said to the apostles, he who hears you, hears me. When the church's magisterium, the pope and the bishops, down through the centuries, who are the successors of those apostles, when the magisterium of the church defines dogmas and teaches doctrines, The church continues to speak with the authority of Christ, truth, into the world. It's Christ, again, teaching with authority. And those truths, yes, sometimes are very challenging to our minds. They're hard to embrace. It's hard sometimes to repent of and cast out those falsehoods which we have so believed in our minds. But the church's teaching is a gift because it's truth spoken still in our world. And Jesus also said to his apostles at various moments in the gospel, things like, as the Father sent me, so I send you. Go and baptize. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Take bread and wine and do this in memory of me. Jesus gave us the sacraments that his church continues to celebrate for us because there's power in the sacraments. The sacraments are these conduits of supernatural life of grace into our lives. The sacraments are the way that Christ continues to offer life to us, to fill our hearts with that best life. The life of grace. The church, the bride of Christ in his very body, she's received truth and life from him. And in turn, she offers it to us. We don't earn these things. They are, they are sheer gift. But we do have to welcome these gifts. We have to open our minds and our hearts. We have to cast out from our minds and our hearts Whatever is taking up space there that is meant to be filled with truth and life from Christ. And here's the good news. We're never finished. It's never over. At least not until we've arrived in paradise. Now that may not seem like good news on the surface. You mean I just have to keep slogging through my whole life long. This wearying work, a lifetime of repentance and of welcoming Christ's gifts. But this is why it's good news. Because it means that the Christian life never grows old. It never gets boring. We're invited on this great adventure. And no matter how far the Lord has brought us with his truth and his grace, there's always more. There's always more. There's never a single moment in our life 
that can't be charged, filled with meaning and purpose. If we continue to open our minds and our hearts to the one who has true authority to speak truth and to give life. So today, let's be grateful. Let's be grateful to our Lord, both for his call to repentance and for the gift of truth and life. And let's ask him for the grace never to grow tired of welcoming those gifts into our minds and hearts. St. Patrick, pray for us.